Welcome back to the School of Calisthenics podcast. This is your weekly dose of education, entertainment, inspiration, and motivation. We cover all things health, fitness, training, and calisthenics, helping you move better, get superhuman strong, and have more fun through bodyweight training as we redefine your impossible. Welcome back to Scorecard Science Podcast with Tim and Jacko. And today we've got another belting guest for you. It's Warren James, aka known on Instagram as Prove It. And he is proving it today, Tim. He's absolutely Jacko. This guy's got an unbelievable skill set when it comes to calisthenics. Been in the game a long time and taught by one of the best, Mr. Frank Madrano. So we got him on the podcast to find out. A little bit of insight from somebody who's achieved a lot in terms of mastering his own body weight, what we can learn and what we can share with you guys. So I hope it's going to be an interesting one for you to get a little bit of insight into somebody who's training at a really high level. And you're going to find out what it was like when he was on America's Ninja Warrior. And if you stay all the way to the end, even about how to cut your own hair. And that is one way listening for. Bonus stories from, from Jack from, Revive. Our own hair cutting experiences. Find out about how Tim really does cut his hair. It was interesting because we said to Warren, before we got on to recording is there anything else that you'd like to talk about aside from calisthenics he said oh tell the people something that they don't know he said a bit of random me, stuff maybe. or whatever but he didn't say the haircutting but then well you, you the listeners will find out some stuff they didn't know about us as well about our haircuts if you're interested it's, it's right at the end but most of it's about calisthenics and it's really cool so sit back relax and enjoy Warren James aka Prove It on the School Calisthenics podcast roll the jingle So Warren, welcome to the podcast, or as most people will know you uh, as your Instagram name, Prove It. Uh, how are you doing? Great, guys. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? It's uh, yeah, no, we're doing good. We're doing. I don't think the weather is quite as good here as it is uh, over in LA, but um, yeah. yeah, no, we're not doing too bad in the in the UK. We're excited to. Uh, we've had some awesome guests on the podcast recently, and we think we've just upped it again uh, with somebody of your caliber in the world of calisthenics. Um, and just in case there is one person um, listening that hasn't come across uh, yourself, your Instagram, prove it before. Um, just give us a quick whistle stop tour of like who, who, what, what is Warren, what is Prove It, um, and and how you've got to to where you are today. Well, my name is Warren, like you mentioned. Um, I started calisthenics and uh, actually started calisthenics before all of this Instagram took off. I started calisthenics about ten, what two thousand two thousand ten, so almost ten years ago, and uh, I was just you know right out of high school. This kid very skinny, um, hit in the gym, lifting, didn't really understand, didn't really know what I was doing. But, you know, I, I, I like being at the gym until one day uh, I met this gentleman and he was, it was kind of weird because this guy, you know, he was wearing a really long baggy black, black t-shirt. Like you couldn't really tell. He was kind of like, he was really quiet, really to himself. And then he would start doing these handstands on top of machines. He was doing these typewriter yes. pull-ups. And uh, I was like, man, what the heck? This guy is, like, I've never seen that before. Like, I thought this guy was crazy because I've never seen anybody do handstands on top of machines and stuff like that. And then uh, until one day he took off that long sleeve and this, this <laughs> dude was jacked. If I could tell you how jacked he was, it was insane. 
when, when he took off his shirt, that's when um, a few of my friends approached him and talked to him. And he uh, taught me all these things. Uh, actually, the first thing he taught me was a typewriter. He tried to teach me a muscle yeah. up, but I couldn't get it. And then it turns out the guy I was talking to was Frank Madrano. <laughs> yeah, but Tim Tim just looked at me but as soon as you said that he looked at me and he went Frank yeah. well it's interesting Warren because like, Frank was the first person that I ever saw do calisthenics so uh, my background is in strength and condition and, and sort of similar sort of time I've been in 10-11 years as a, as a professional coach and I remember like wanting to explore calisthenics and I went on, on, on the internet and I ended up watching one of Frank's videos I can't remember was it Superhuman the first one that he did I, I'm not sure I can't right. remember the name of it but yeah. probably just the same as you but blown away but he had his shirt off in that video yeah. most <laughs> Right. Time. so i got the right. full experience in there right <laughs> from the off but yeah unbelievable a guy could like it was uh, inspiring for me to see that as well yeah so i mean i didn't because you know back then it was 2010 um youtube was just about to pop off and he didn't have yeah. a, a a main channel yet so he no one really knew who frank was um and uh i get this text message i think a couple weeks after meeting him and he's uh, it was a random text message, and it said, like, hey, it's Frank from the gym. Can uh, check this new video I made. And he had a, he just started a, a small calisthenics team. And then it was just, like, a few of the guys in the video doing all this crazy stuff in the gym. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest. <laughs> I thought this was the absolute coolest thing in the world. And uh, he asked from then. Um, I trained with him. Uh, actually, we, we trained the whole team once a week, every week for, I want to say a few years. The whole nice. team, yeah. And we started uh, this crew back then. I guess calisthenic crews were, were a lot bigger back then. Um, yeah. It was called Barholics. So some of the people that have been following uh, this movement, Frank or I, for that long, will recognize uh, Barholics. And what was your progression like, Warren, in the early days? Did you sort of take to it quite quickly and move quite quite advanced or sort of move through to some some quite advanced skills quite quickly? Or did you sort of have a slower journey trying to get the basics nailed down? And um, yeah, what was it like? For me, I thought it was pretty quick um, because every week I would learn something different. But I would only learn it when Frank was there because he was – because I, I think we only saw each other like once a week. So I would – once a week, I would learn a new move. Every week, I remember it was for, for a while. It's like I would learn something new every week, every week, every week. And I thought that was pretty fast. Um, I think it just depends on how often you have a teacher or how often you train with somebody to teach you something new. I thought my progression was pretty fast. But, you know, seeing these kids today and how they're training, uh, I mean, because we didn't have a big team. There was no one in L.A. that really did this. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I thought I consider myself moving fast, but compared to these kids today, no, nowhere as fast as uh, these kids. Even this, there's quite a big community in, in um, LA now, as, as I understand it. There's a lot of people training calisthenics. Yeah, the community has grown a lot now. Um, I wish it was like that back then. It would have been so much easier. But um, the way it is now, yeah. I go to the I go to the beach um, today and. I don't even recognize half of these people. Like, there's just always somebody new. And, you know, it's it's great because it's kind of crazy. I just, like, it's always somebody new. I don't recognize all these events. Um, it's just new 
new blood every single time. And it's grown so much from like, this is what I wanted when, uh, when we first started in 2010, kind of like, uh, I got inspiration from the New York movement. Cause every time I watch these guys in New York, yeah, yeah. it's always a team. It's just like a whole bunch of people at the parks. I'm like, man, it's just <laughs> back then. It was just yeah, like, yeah. there's like it's- six of us. I was like, and like now all of us could always find our schedules to match up. So reality was like four people. It was, it was tough for a while. Yeah. But I guess so. Yeah. Having the, having the support of others around you, whether it's encouraging, whether it's advice is, is, uh, is a vital ingredient towards anybody's, um, progression. Um, I'm interested, uh, Warren, just in those early stages, we get a lot of um, beginners uh, following our stuff and listening to the podcast. And you talked about that sort of learning a new um, thing each week when uh, Frank was teaching you. In those early stages, what what were the any examples of like things just for a bit of context for some of the because for some people they might be in a similar position to you or other people they're starting out and they're still finding certain things really difficult it'd just be good good context i think for to just understand what would what types of things were you learning in those early stages and and when you first started having you done you'd done some stuff in the gym like how many pull-ups could you do as an example when you were actually at your starting point? It was, you know, it wasn't like you'd never done a pull-up before, I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. Um, to give you some context, I was about 135 pounds. Um, and I could do, I think about 15 pull-ups cause uh, I was in the gym for a little bit at that time. Uh, the first thing I yeah. ever learned with Frank, um, he taught me the typewriter. And yeah. I mean, I couldn't do as clean as him, but I was getting the hang of it. And that, gave, yeah. that did give me confidence to come back and uh, meet Frank again. And the second thing I learned was muscle up. Um, yeah, he was, he was teaching me with the muscle up. I, I had the strength for the muscle up. I just didn't have that technique down at the time. Um, yeah. And then it, I forgot what other weeks. It was like probably a little, it doesn't have to be a big move. It could be like a little move, like yeah. a clap or something like that. That would just get me, yeah, get yeah. my confidence going. So, you know, um, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I was like, that's the type of thing I was imagining that like, um, someone listening might be thinking, you say, you're going to learn something new every, right. every week and going like, not, that doesn't have to be something big. It might just be like yeah, a little additional thing that you've just never done before. And I think what it sounds like, and we push this all the time to people of, um, it sounds like from the number of pull-ups, uh, capacity strength that you had, you, you obviously had a foundation base level of strength that actually you could learn and get taught things quite quickly because you just, needed the technique you actually had a load of the your strength to weight ratio was obviously really good when you started right, is that right right yeah um uh, my pulling my pulling strength was a, a lot stronger even today uh i'm more dominant at pulling than pushing so that was yeah. um i think that 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 was one of the reasons why the typewriter and the muscle up were a lot easier for me than than the handstand or yeah. certain other things or dips yeah sure um, or, I remember, just, to, just talk about that. Sorry, carry on. Oh no, I just want to mention the crow, the handstand part. That took the longest. Uh, yeah, the yeah, handstand yeah, part. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm just going into that because you mentioned it's, an, it's a really interesting point that, um, that that people sometimes get get hung up on or, or stuck about of understanding like why some moves will come quicker than others. And you mentioned it then about sort of the pull work for you comes a little bit easier. I'm the opposite. The push work for me is a lot better. And I'm still trying to work out whether that's just because of 
training that I've done over the years that I've probably favored some patterns or whether it's a biomechanical thing. There's, there's probably a number of different reasons. But do you see that in other people that you've trained with as well, that they just have like a natural ability which favors like some movements, whether that be pulling movements or pushing? Yeah, I do. I, I do see that. And uh, like Frank's stronger at pushing than he is at pulling. Um, I think everybody has something that they kind of favor to. I know like even in uh, even in bodybuilding or like genetic wise, some people have a certain body part that's easier to grow. I mean, you can obviously train. I could train my chest. Uh, but I think just naturally, maybe some people's backgrounds have um, made that part easier for them. You know what I mean? And, and what kind of calisthenics, what does your program look like now? There's obviously as calisthenics has grown you've, you've talked about that and there's just much more um, much more people involved in it and there's obviously now there's the sort of the, the areas within calisthenics that people sort of get drawn towards whether that be freestyle or more strength-based movements or isometric holds what what sort of stuff do you like enjoy doing for your training now if you're going to go for a, a standard sort of average kind of weekly training program um as obviously we we, we all understand about um some of the, the, the more spectacular stuff which finds its way onto social media but I was just right. interested what, what gets you excited having been in calisthenics for 10 years what are you still getting enjoyment out of um, my favorite part when uh, is calisthenics is uh, on Sundays I would uh, occasionally do this thing where I would get a few of my you know fit friends and we would just do these New York style workouts and just rep and just rep out uh, and we would compete with one each other these battles uh, whoever mm. finishes the workout, but it's all calisthenic style, um, and that that part is fun because uh, you really compete against each other, and uh, you know you obviously don't want to lose. <laughs> so that's that's <laughs> one of the styles I that's one of the things I enjoy doing. But um, when I'm not with them, I also I also lift in the gym, uh, and then I'll do my calisthenics. Uh, probably twice a week, uh, separate outside on a, on another time. And, uh, it's always different. Sometimes it's strength, strength based. Sometimes it's, uh, hypertrophy based. Uh, it, yeah, really it's never the same. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting one. when you get to the level of competency and, and ability like like you have. You you have more choices in your training program, right? Because you, you can kind of mix things up a little bit. You can get a bit more variety in. You're sort of not necessarily chasing specific movements all the time. You're trying to learn a handstand or you're trying to learn a, um, a human flag or, or whatever. So you can just, I guess, the freedom to sort of go in different directions and, and keep training a bit fresh. Keep right. the body guessing. Right. Um, yeah, repetition is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, if I mean it could be anything it could be a, a tough move if I can learn how to use that enable to rep it out oh perfect because uh, I think the more I'm able to do repetitions for a certain move it's just going to make it that much more fluid and easier later on yeah, yeah you're trying to ingrain that movement pattern in yeah business. so I'll, I'll create yeah. a workout where you know where it's like I do sets of handstand push-ups or I do a circuit training with calisthenic movements um, depending on the movement, sometimes I keep it really low if if these exercises are hard, um, and then or I'll switch it up. Maybe I'll do a few of these tough exercises, uh, strength based exercises, very low reps, and then towards the end I'll I'll end it with you know maximum repetition just to to get the blood inside the muscle. Um, yeah, it really I. I 
I don't really have a, a, a plan until that day. So each exercise or each calisthenics training is very different. Awesome. And, and just in terms of when you're doing volume, we often get a lot of questions from people who are struggling with, with niggles or injuries. And I think that's one of the, the, the tricky parts about starting calisthenics is your body's not really sort of conditioned or accustomed to some of the, the, the high tension and intensity um, work that you're going to start doing, particularly around the upper body. How have you sort of managed injuries in the past? And, and if you're doing a lot of volume now, are you sort of, are you, are you quite accustomed to that kind of volume or, or what, what have you learned over the years from just looking after your body? Yeah, I guess like a, a lot of um, volume based work and you've said how you, you know, like repping out that, that with it comes with potential for sort of overuse things, overuse injuries have you have you have you experienced that at all or yeah. have you managed like tim says have um, you managed it yeah i've experienced it luckily i haven't had anything major um the wrist was a bit uh risk in the beginning was uh, a big thing when it was with the muscle ups um i guess you know my body hasn't been used to doing that and my wrists weren't accustomed or my wrist strength wasn't keeping up with my upper body strength. So, um, I did felt some king, uh, at the strength in the, my, I think, I believe it was my left wrist at that time. So doing certain movements had to, I had to strengthen that part up to keep up with it. Um, I had shoulder aches. I guess if you have, if, if it's some sort of imbalance, I would say you kind of figure out what you need to do and what parts you need to strengthen. Uh, in order to help that out because I've had issues like that in the past. Uh, if it's, I mean, listen to your body is my advice. If you need to take a day off or two, I mean, I would advise that. Or if I have certain issues with the body part, I'll hit something else, whether it's legs, back, whatever it is, um, that's not bothering me at the time. Yeah, yeah. Rather than trying to, I think the mistake that often gets made is, we, particularly if we're chasing uh, maybe a, a, a specific goal, we can sometimes yeah. um, try and push through and force things, and that's probably what the, that's the time I know my, my own experience. That's when I've made things worse rather than backing off and, like you say, doing something else um, and, uh, and and taking that rest, listening listening to the body. That's a phrase that I've uh, I use a lot, so it's nice for you to hear it. The, I, the hardest thing I personally find about doing that is is actually i can tell someone else to do it it's then doing it myself because you know like all of us we, yeah. we do this because we love it and so sometimes that enthusiasm for training can can often make us do a little bit too much sometimes right absolutely that is the hardest part because i mean taking days off it, like in a way if i take it off i kind of feel like i'm cheating <laughs> like i'm cheating on myself i so it's tough i understand that but you know if, if you were to get injured and then you look back, you might think to yourself like, man, you know what? I should have listened to myself. A few yeah, days of rest exactly. is better than a month of not doing anything. So I think looking at the overall pictures is, uh, is smarter. Yeah, no, of course. Of course. Um, one thing that seemed to come out um, when you were describing some of those workouts you're doing in the uh, as, as teams and um was, was the sort of element of competition and right. which sort of um you know wanted to lead into um the the, the american ninja warrior that you've been on that obviously that the competition is a big thing for you uh, a motivator yeah. for you american ninja warrior yeah so 
I guess back then, uh, I first started seeing American Ninja Warrior, I was about 18 years old. And oh, I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing. I just learned calisthenics. I see this show, it looks easy, I'm gonna do it. I applied, they're like, ooh, you have to be 21 to apply for the show. I was like, <laughs> I was so devastated. I waited three years that I met, and I told them about it, and then they did it, because they're old enough at that time. And I remember going on set and watching them year after year after year, and then finally, this was my time, I get on the show. Um, they, get, they, they call me, they tell me I made it on the show. I was so happy I made it on. Uh, I placed, uh, top 30 the first day, made it to the Vegas finals. Um, and then there was one exercise, not exercise, one obstacle. Oh, I forgot what was the name of it. It's crazy because the first day, this obstacle, it was kind of like this big, if you could picture a tire um, yeah. straight up, and then there's um, these two placements on your hand you have to grab onto and you stick your feet like you're kind of like spread oh your your hand feet are spread out and you have to hold on for dear life and you push this tire kind of down a hill and you're flipping three times and you have to hold on um i forgot what it's kind of like the i just call it the wheel of fortune <laughs> Cause that's what it kind of looked like. <laughs> it kind of looked like that. And you're just holding it on. And that thing took oh, every wheel of unfortune. If you find yeah, it yeah. difficult. <laughs> yeah. And that thing took everybody out. And I was, and the first day I was like, okay, this, this is the one I have to get past. And then I got past it. I was just, and I got past it. Um, and then everything else seemed so easy. And unfortunately the thing that got me out was the, what was it called? Uh, my god i can't think right now um the pegboard it was this pegboard it was this yeah it was this pegboard and you have to go all the way uphill and then back right down and i remember i gassed out because my technique my technique was bad uh, i was i was yeah. using too much strain i thought i was like oh i got this upper body i'm a calisthenics dude <laughs> i could typewrite this whole thing <laughs> <laughs> and i remember i was so gassed out i dropped and uh but I, mean, I still made it for the next day, but I was so devastated because I waited. I was like, oh, man, I, w I waited three years for me to hit this water, and I was so devastated. But um, I, I remember it was so tough. The, the way I felt afterwards, the grip strength, the amount of grip strength it took was, was unlike something else. But, you know, rookie mistake. Um, it was tough. It was funny because, like, the week after I fell, I went to my friend's backyard, and he taught me the technique. And I was like, this is so much easier. I did this thing easily. It was, it was just funny how technique makes such a big difference and it saves your stamina. Yeah, no, like that. But as you said before, when you were trying to learn like a muscle up at the beginning, you had enough strength to do it. You just didn't have the technique. And, and it is it is quite, um, when someone has got the strength to do something, when you when you get the right technique, stuff starts to feel a little bit more effortless almost in a way. I imagine for Ninja Warrior, um, did you find your calisthenics um, was obviously beneficial or, you know, if you were going, you know, oh, yeah. are you going to go on, on it again? And if you were, are there things you do differently with your training? Yeah, uh, calisthenics is definitely beneficial because uh, everything, I mean, all of the obstacles leading up to it was, was simple. Um, uh, but if I were to do it 
the only thing I would need to change up is my grip strength. That was it. Um, rock climbers have, I think, the biggest advantage when it comes to Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Uh, especially the rock, good rock climbers are incredible. That yeah. like. The, well, we've we've done a bit of bouldering. There's a little bouldering centre down where well, it's quite popular in the UK, to be fair. And um, when you see them, like it's it, it's in, they're like Spider Man or Spider Woman when they're climbing them. Some of the holes, I'm like, I can't even like. Yeah, the epitome of efficiency, a rock yeah. climber in terms of efficient movement, and then just the uh, yeah specific strength to be able to create the right shapes and hold it without the fingers. a huge amount of effort. It's a very impressive. Yeah, like. You know, the upper body strength was no problem for me at all. It was just the grip. It was just anything from kind of like your elbow down was the part I wasn't <laughs> used to. Um, like my back was fine. Everything was good. It was just that, yeah, like I never really rock climbed before. I didn't really know what bouldering was at the time. And then, yeah. you know, as you see the show progress, 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 you start seeing uh, rock climbers have so much, so much, so much success. So, you know, if I would have known back then, uh, I would have, yeah, I would have taken it, taken rock climbing or just grip training a lot more serious now. Whilst we know you are probably really enjoying the podcast, there's something else that we think you will also really enjoy. And that is the virtual classroom. If you're a beginner, we have got an eight week free beginners program designed to help you start your calisthenics journey where you're going to learn how to move better, get superhuman strong and have a lot of fun along the way. If you're ready to take your training to the next level and learn some of the iconic calisthenics movements like a frog to handstand or a muscle up, then inside the virtual classroom you are going to find all the training programs and educational information that you need. But rather than keeping you from the podcast for any longer than necessary, head over to schoolofcalisthenics.com where you're going to find a bodyweight training resource which is different to anything else available anywhere. Tim, I think they're ready to get back to the podcast. Cool. So just wanted to get some of your um, bits of advice from you, Warren, around um, if people are looking to start to just build their their abilities within calisthenics and, and you, let's take it in an area that you, you enjoy. If, if A big area that we talk about is, is people getting stronger to be able to do uh, more complex and more advanced movements. And obviously some of the work that you do in your training sessions around volume and, and getting repetitions in the bank. Well, have you got any sort of tips for people who are sort of looking to try and build basic strength? And, and that would be from somebody who's potentially just learned to do their first pull-up. How do they go from sort of one to five? And then also if someone's looking to try and go from, like say, let's say you want to do 15 to 20 pull-ups, like if someone's looking to just try and get more volume in a program, have you got any sort of tips for people as to how you successfully started to increase the amount of work you can get done in a session? Yeah, uh, for, for strength training, uh, my favorite way is... Uh, eccentrics uh doing the negatives whether it's pull up uh pull up is a great example if you're trying to learn how to do your first few pull-ups the great my advice is uh doing a negative where you'll either get a box to stand on or find a pull-up bar that's really low and you'll start off at the very top of the pull-up bar position um with you know obviously with uh, your foot on the box and then from there take your feet off and then just hold on as long as you can. Um, I aim for about five to eight seconds on your way down. Um, from there, if it becomes too easy for you, uh, start adding more weight or have somebody, you know, physically pull you down. Uh, that's, uh, that's the back, that's the back strength you'll need in order to be able to pull you up. 
Um, I think low repetition, kind of like how powerlifters are. They very low repetition, very high amounts of sets. Uh, that's the type of strength you'll need for for these type of movements. It's, uh, it's going to be that's the, the pull up is one of those things that for people as beginners is a is a big. Once you can nail a few decent quality pull ups, it's uh, you've opened up the the opportunity for some some more of the exciting things in, in calisthenics, which is it's always a good milestone for people. I wanted to ask you, um, Warren. We've I've got a couple of questions actually, but I'll go with my first one. Is um, your training what's uh, what are you working on at the moment? Because we have a phrase that. Um, is is redefine your impossible which means that you know when you've tried something for the first time and it you literally have got no chance of it like that is impossible and then actually over over you know often it takes a, a not just a week it's going to take a long time to do something that seems like it's impossible what's uh what's have you got anything at the moment that you're working on that that is a bit of does feel a bit like crikey that that feels like a bit of an impossible thing but I'd love to be able to do it and I'm and I'm working on trying to do that maybe it's winning America's Ninja Warrior uh, I don't know what is, is there anything that springs to mind uh if you're talking about calisthenic moves um there's so many I'm I'm always constantly trying to think of new ideas and new movements to do yeah. in my training um if there's a certain calisthenic move like back then when I used to do freestyle that I've tried um to be honest I haven't freestyled in and oh man, it's been a it's been a while since I've freestyled on the bars. Uh, every once in a while, I jump on the bar and I freestyle to see if I can still. I mean, I I still have the same uh, stamina, same moves, everything down. It's just uh, yeah. I, I don't really find my calisthenic rest to be too too far. Um, but when it comes to my training, it's always right now. It's been strength training and uh, hypertrophy training is, is there anything color sense that you can't do that you would like to be able to do yeah yeah you know what uh, my uh, the one on pull-ups i remember uh that's something i want to get stronger at when i'm pull-ups yes. uh, I, I mean i could do one on pull-ups but i want to be able to do it in a way where it looks so effortless uh, that, was, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that was one of the coolest things i used to see people do and they just I have a buddy of mine, uh, he used to do it. He would do it. I mean, he does pull up one arm pull ups faster than a lot of people doing regular pull ups. And he would <laughs> I love that. And then he would smack his uh he would smack his other shoulder on the bar. So it like it would kind of like hang off of it. So it was kind of a cool effect. Um, what, what's his name? Give him some give him some raps. Was, what's his name? Oh, two J. Two J Pantoja. Do you know two J from Canada? No. Okay, no. Um, that which uh, that was relates actually to my other question. You mentioned um, at the beginning for you, you know, you, you said you met Frank in the Frank Madrano in the gym, and then there was quite a few of you training together every week. You're obviously surrounded by um, people that were doing some great things and helping you. What what were what were maybe one or two of the of the best things that you learned or key bits of advice that if you were starting this out again, like that you would tell yourself or that you did learn that, that someone listening might be able to, that they're just at you know, the beginning of their journey, what would you say to them? Uh, Frank, what did Frank teach me back then? Uh, the thing that stood out to me when I, when I first met him, he taught me how to false grip uh, when it came to the muscle up. That I think that was the reason why I got the muscle up because I wasn't false gripping. Uh, once he told me that, I was like, oh, easy. 
Um, second thing, I remember you taught me something with handstands. Uh, something about the way you grip the ground. Yeah, it's kind of like you you want to dig your your fingers inside the ground as hard as you can. Kind of like you want to grab. If you could think of like if you're on the grass or if you're on dirt and you have your hands placed on it, you want to do as much as you can to kind of grab a pile of dirt from. Like that's the type of grip you want to have. Yeah, like clawing with your with yeah, your finger, you wanna, yeah, fingertips. So, yeah, yeah. And that's the part I've noticed um, when it comes to handstand. That that balance is you need a lot of finger strip, uh, fingertip strength when it comes to yeah. handstands, and you're about to fall. You know, people don't think it's as much, but it's to prevent yourself from falling forward. Yeah, it, it requires a lot more than you think. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to help you to control your balance. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, Warren, tell us just we'll, we'll wrap this up. Just interested to know a little bit more about you. What what do you do when you're you sort of not absolutely smashing calisthenics all over the park? <laughs> you what do you do for, for during the day? You um, work wise or anything like that for lifestyle? Uh, yeah, lifestyle. Oh man, there is a lot. Uh, I enjoy watching uh, basketball. Basketball is one of my favorite. It is my favorite sport. Um, I keep up with that pretty religiously uh if i don't play it's 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 usually i'm watching the game or something if i'm relaxing i have a game on um some of the other hot uh what else i cut hair <laughs> that's probably something that people don't know i cut my own hair uh, oh, you, tim needs a new haircut always <laughs> yeah oh yeah, yeah. come on <laughs> i'll get you we'll come on yeah we'll come, come on, on we're gonna come over to the states next year we'll come and get a we'll get you do a two for one offer two for one day <laughs> you know, we'll get the same shirt you know <laughs> that's funny because i haven't cut any i only cut my own hair and it's kind of weird it's not uh, like i don't want to cut anyone's hair it's just it's when you cut your own hair and you haven't practiced on anyone else it's a different feeling I've got a funny. I've got a funny story. Tim's going to like this about. Um, I too uh, used to cut my own hair, um, but my my question about cutting your own hair is now. I did it because I had a mullet, which was as in business at the front, party at the back. I mean, it got a little bit out of hand. It started off as a joke, um, and then. <laughs> It, it worked. It, it worked as a joke. joke as well. <laughs> it worked as a joke because people people laughed and I quite enjoyed it. And it was, it was when I used to play rugby, and you could get away with having a stupid haircut. Um, right. But I am intrigued on how. So I would like shave the sides or tweak a little bit on the top, but. Um, <laughs> I didn't ever attempt to cut the back because obviously when you've got a mullet, the last thing you can do is cut the back. But um, how yeah, how do you go about? Well, you, so you cut your own hair. How do you? Or do you, is you just completely shave it? You cut the uh, wait. Uh, you cut it off in the last uh, the last sense. Would you say? Oh, sorry. How? Do, yeah. How do you? How do you? How do you deal with the back? I imagine the back when you cut your own hair is so is yeah, difficult. The back is uh, okay. If you're facing the you mirror, got a couple of mirrors set up. Yeah, like you, you got have, a mirror in front of mirror. Yeah, a mirror. Yeah, you you have your back toward, uh, against the mirror, and then you have another small mirror looking at you, and then you dip your head and you kind of just go with. It's it's practice. It, it's a bit of a practice. I, I started I'm feeling a YouTube tutorial coming on for that. <laughs> yeah, I should. I should. Yeah, most people don't know. I cut my own hair, but it's. I've been doing it since man seventh grade. Let me tell you, when I was in seventh grade, that's everybody had their uh, their sort of mess ups, and <laughs> from seventh grade to probably my first few years of high school, it was very inconsistent. <laughs> someday i've got, I've got a haircutting story <laughs> well, i'm just thinking the amount of money you saved like tim how much you pay how much is your haircut oh, these more days now because they go premium how much is it uh, pre- 20 quid 
<laughs> and our and our uh, once a month. Yeah, like Carlos, my barber. Carlos, so what's that? Two forty a year in the ten years. It's a lot of money. Two thousand four hundred. Yeah. I was. I tried to cut my hair when I was at university, but I, I didn't spend enough on the clippers, <laughs> and they, they broke halfway around. <laughs> that so then to I had me. to go to. The, <laughs> Mate, I had to go to the barbers and the embarrassment of walking in going, I actually didn't want to pay you £6.50 for a haircut. <laughs> I thought I'd do it myself. My clippers are broken. And he just sit, he literally just took the piss out of me for the whole time that he cut my hair. Like, called me stupid and abused me. Do you have to have it just shaved off because it was a mess? Well, or did no, because he managed to sort it out. He styled it, was, it out. Yeah, it wasn't too... I, I tried to do the back and sides a bit short and then, um, <laughs> yeah, like I had half, half shaven and half not. So cap on down to the barbers to try and get it fixed. Now, I bet when people listened and logged into the podcast at the beginning, I doubt that they thought that we would be, A, talking about haircuts and B, that the three of us have actually got personal haircuts <laughs> experience. Well, this, out of oh, the three man, of us, one of so us is obviously much better at it <laughs> yeah. than we are. I've also never cut anyone else. Have you ever cut, any, no, have you ever cut anyone else's hair? My son's. Uh, it's got a great lid. <laughs> yeah. My aunt used to cut my hair and I used to have this, I guess in the early 2000s, was, I was shaved. My hair was shaved. I had like a two. I looked like I was in the military. And that's how I started because my aunt, uh, I'm not going to take you to the barber to, for someone to do something that I could do. I'm like, let me do it for you. <laughs> and then from there, that's how I learned. I was like, okay, I think I could do this. <laughs> and man I have, to, have you ever had have you ever cut your hair in the middle of the night and then halfway through your clippers break and all the stores are broken Bro. all the barbers are closed uh, like, what do I do for trouble. school <laughs> bubble hat <laughs> no you can't you, you can't wear hats in school in my school you were not allowed to wear hats oh, mate, you gotta be, what you do at that time is you prepare yourself for a really rough day exactly <laughs> you're gonna get <laughs> nailed <abused. laughs> Are you just gonna? I'm like, man. I was so. I was like, oh man. <laughs> I didn't know. I'd... So yeah, I've, I've had many stories, and I would mess up my hair every week. It was something different. I try to learn how to do a fade. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like it's short on yeah, the sides. Yeah. Not... yeah. One side of my head would be short. One side of... <laughs> would be long. Man. <laughs> but I'm glad I went through that. Yeah, I gotta show you some of these pictures that I can ever find them. Probably not. <laughs> no, we'll have to get some. We'll we get some. You can send us some pictures for the. Uh, we'll we'll do some uh, some stuff for the, the podcast artwork. <laughs> yeah, for the thumbnail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll send you a picture of my uh, my infamous mullet that I used to cut myself. You'll enjoy that. Oh yeah, that's funny. Well, mate, it's been uh, it's been an absolute ball uh, talking to you. Uh, really appreciate, obviously, your time coming on to the podcast, and I'm sure the listeners will have um, a been surprised about the haircutting stories, but b listened and, and took a lot of uh, inspiration, and motivation from uh, your story and, and the advice that you 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 gave us. Um, so we're really appreciative um, of that. Uh, it was great talking to you guys. I'm glad to be on your guys' podcast. I don't know there's too many calisthenic podcasts out there, but uh, I'm glad I'm on yours. Hey, thank you very, thank you very much, Ryan. Speaking of good quality um, calisthenics podcasts, Warren would love you, the listeners, if you enjoyed it, which I'm sure you did, to go and give us a five star review um, on iTunes or whichever podcast platform um, you are listening on. That's right, Warren, isn't it? That's what that's one of the that's one of your main main issues at the moment there's not enough five star reviews for the school cast in this podcast is that right 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 um <laughs> I, I just don't know 
I just didn't know there's as many uh, calisthenic podcasts, but you know, I'm glad to know that you guys are coming out or you guys have yours out. And I hope that there's a lot more out there. So I think calisthenics is something yeah. that, you know, people should learn more about. So that's it for another week on the podcast. Warren, absolute pleasure having you on. You guys can head over. If, you, if they want to find out more about you, Warren, where do they go? Uh, social media handle at prove underscore it on Instagram. Okay, go and check it out. Inspiring to go and see what Warren is able to do um, with his calisthenics training and his body. And it's great to get some inspiration and ideas from uh, from from yeah someone who's who's mastered a massive amount of um, of body weight training. Well, are there any um, haircut pictures on your Instagram yet? I, know, I haven't seen any personally. <laughs> You have to put one oh, up. Promise me, you put one up. Put an old school one up. Oh, stories and tag us in. Oh, yeah. yeah, only good ones so far. I'll, 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 look, I'll look for the math for you guys. We'll do a throwback Thursday. I'll do, I'll do you one as well. I'll tag you in a, a throwback Thursday haircut. I'll see if I can find some blonde curtains from circa <laughs> 1993. <laughs> right, we're gonna wrap it up before we end up in another haircut story. So until next time, class dismissed. So thank you so much again for listening. We don't take it lightly that you uh, give up probably an hour of your time to listen to these podcasts, and we really do appreciate that. We hope you got a load of value out of it, guys, and we would, if you did, we would love you to do a couple of things for us. One of them is tell other people and share it if you thought that we were adding some value, and also if you want to, pop over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and give us a five-star review. We like five stars. Four stars not as good. Keep it five. Five are the best. Five of your best stars, please. <laughs> And if you would like to find out more about the School of Calisthenics and see the best of everything that we have got, head over to our virtual classroom. You can access it from the website at schoolofcalisthenics.com. And that is where we have got literally, possibly, the best calisthenics resource available anywhere in the world. It's definitely the best one we've done. And on that note, until next week, class dismissed. <laughs>